Welcome to Sing, Dance, Act, Thrive, featuring conversations with performing artists and industry influencers on what it takes to succeed in the arts. I am your host, Diane Foy, and I believe that you really can make a living from your creative talents. As a publicist, podcaster, and coach, my mission is to educate, motivate, and empower you to thrive with authenticity, creativity, and purpose. Hello, and welcome to episode 71 of Sing, Dance, Act, Thrive. First up, I want to announce that I have just released an updated version of the Fans, Media, and Industry Attraction Roadmap for musicians and actors. This free ebook will walk you through three phases to set you up so that you can book gigs and make money with your talents. Phase one is authentic personal branding. Personal branding is all about expressing your authentic self. It is exploring and celebrating your personality, interests, experiences, values, beliefs, skills, strengths, and even your weaknesses. That's all personal branding is. And which brings us to phase two, social media superfans. Personal branding allows you to present yourself with confidence as you are clear on your artist's identity, purpose, and unique story. Now it's time to learn how to show up consistently on social media and cultivate lasting relationships with fans, media, and industry. Phase three is media spotlight. Whether you want to be featured in blogs, magazines, podcasts, radio, TV, or your local newspaper, it's important to prepare yourself to make the most of the opportunities. Phase 3 sets the stage for building your team. To download the Fans Media and Industry Attraction Roadmap for musicians and actors, visit dianefoy.com freebie. In this episode, I have two returning guests of this podcast, Bree Noble and Katie Zaccardi, who have teamed up to run a group coaching program out to launch, built for music entrepreneurs to grow their businesses and income and successfully launch their music coaching or teaching program or course. So just to remind you a little bit about who Bree and Katie are. After a successful run as a touring singer-songwriter, Brie Noble founded Women of Substance Radio to promote quality female artists in all genres. She hosts the Profitable Musician Show podcast, where she teaches musicians how to tap into multiple streams of income. Drawing on her extensive experience as a musician, online marketer, and business owner, Brie has created several educational programs for musicians, including the Female Musician Academy and Rock Your Next Release. Katie Zaccardi has helped hundreds of musicians, music teachers, and music coaches grow their careers and bank accounts while ditching overwhelm, self-doubt, 
and burnout for good. She is the host of the Out to Be podcast and is on a mission to empower women in music to grow sustainable music careers and create lives of freedom and abundance. The program launch will officially kick off June 17th during their three-day free challenge, Three Steps to Successfully Launch a New Income Stream as a Music Teacher or Coach, and they explain a bit more about it in our chat. I hope that you enjoy it. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. Um, so you've both been on this show and I've been on both of your shows. So it's been great. So it's great to see like the three of us together. So cool. <laughs> yeah, it's been fun doing the dual interviews because it, it creates like a, a more fun dynamic, I think. It does. <laughs> it does. I like it. I like the ability to play off of other people. Yeah. yeah. So how did you two connect? Well, let's see. While, I, mean, right? <laughs> I don't know who wants to go first. Like I, I'm trying to think of where I very first heard about actually I know it was when she was working for Women Crush Music um, which is yeah. a nonprofit that helps artists um, get you know gigs and it's like all over the country and stuff and I had interviewed the founder from my podcast and she's like oh you know I heard about you from Katie she's our marketing manager and she's on your email list and I was like oh that's cool um, but then I started seeing that Katie was doing some coaching in the music space and then she started a podcast and she's like, if anyone, you know, has anything to talk about wellness or stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, I'd love to talk about goal setting and time management. And so that was the first time that I was on her show. And then we've just kind of done a few things over the last few years, um, back and forth together a couple of times, but I'm super excited about this collaboration, but I'm actually really curious, Katie, like when, like that was when I knew about you, but when did you... When did I come onto your radar? I think it tracks. I think it's, I was trying to think about this uh, the other day, but yeah, I think I had listened to your podcast before anything else. Um, like when I was working in music publishing, I was just always binging a ton of music industry podcasts and other podcasts too, uh, personal development stuff. And so I think that's how I came into your radar. And at that time I would have also been doing Women Crush. So that was probably the connect. And then I think you're right. Like when I started wellness coaching, we did a couple of guest trainings and a couple collabs and podcast interviews. And, you know, I went on hers, she went on mine. So we've been sort of collaborating at a lower level and keeping in touch for the better part of two years now. And we really built like a nice friendship, um, just sort of like supporting each other and watching each other do amazing things. And then um, a couple months ago, Brie reached out and she was like, hey, have you ever thought about doing a course on launching? And I was like, I actually did one in January. And then we were like, let's do it together. This is perfect collaboration because I really wanted to take it to the next level. Brie wanted to create something without having to do it by herself. And so it was like the perfect fit for us to come together and make the program even bigger and better than ever. Yeah. And I had been seeing from my, you know, people in my audience for a good while, especially throughout 2020 that there was this desire to launch different programs based upon their knowledge and experience. And a lot of them just didn't really know how to go about the whole process. And I, I've done it many times and I've worked with other students, but only one-on-one. -on -one. So I like, I don't have a program for this, but I really want one. <laughs> oh, that's great. So yeah. So you're having a free challenge and then that would lead it up to the course launch. 
Yeah, well, we've like super packed it. So we've got we've got a quiz freebie that you can take to help you figure out what kind of offer you should launch. So you can take that at katiezacardi.com slash quiz or profitablemusician.com slash quiz. So if you're listening to this right now and you're like, okay, I what do you mean by launch? What do I launch? I don't know. I'm sure we'll get into all of that. But the quiz is a great place to start because it'll help you determine what type of offer is best for you. And then we have a free challenge happening on June 15th through the 17th that'll give you our three-step launch plan. So I'll let Bree talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, the challenge is going to be great because we are going to be working with you inside of a Facebook group. We're going to have private trainings every day at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And of course, you know, we'll be able to cover your questions and all of that. We're going to be going over, first of all, you know, what offer should you launch? And the quiz will help you get ready for that. Then second day is all about warming up your audience. And the third day is all about the actual launch and selling without feeling weird about it, not without feeling salesy and sleazy and all that stuff that we, especially as musicians, tend to associate with sales. I know I've talked to my musicians. They don't even like to like tell people that they have a merch table at the back of the room. So yeah, I mean, going from even just that discomfort to like, I have a program that I'm offering and it's, you know, this much money, like that's a big leap. Even if you can't, especially if you can't even tell people that your CDs are for sale or you've got t-shirts or whatever. So, you know, we're definitely going to talk about that feeling about really discomfort around money and talking about money and asking for the sale and knowing your value and your worth and all that stuff on day three. Right. So if I'm an artist and I'm thinking, well, I could barely make a living like with my music. So like, what would I be launching? Like, what are some ideas of, of what, how I can make some money to support my furthering my music career? What, what kind of launches are you talking about? That's a really good question, actually, because the reality is there are a lot of different ways you can make money as an artist. Like you could launch a Patreon, you could do a tour, you know, there's there's a lot of different ways you can go about it. But in the case of this specific free challenge and program, we're really trying to get artists to see the possibilities of what it might look like for them to launch something like a one on one coaching or teaching program a group coaching or teaching program, a membership or a course. So we like to really encourage people to think like, what are you an expert at? Now, it could be something music related, like maybe you're really strong at, you have really strong stage presence or confidence on stage, or maybe you're really good at branding or marketing as a musician and it's a skill that you picked up along the way in your musician journey and you can teach it to others. It could also be slightly like unrelated, like there's wellness coaches for musicians. Obviously there's voice teachers and guitar teachers and things like that. And, um, you know, some people just have skills that go beyond the music point blank and they want to be able to monetize it. Like, I don't know, gardening or something like that. So I think that the goal really is to think about like, what is your expertise that you have likely in the music industry, but maybe something tangential that you can teach others how to do or uh, coach others on and how can you start to monetize that? Yeah, I want to even just highlight a few people that I've worked with have been in my audience or in my other programs that have launched some things just to get your guys's brains going, right? So um, another 
friend of mine um, who I helped her in her first launch of her program called Book Like a Boss. She is a performer and she books a lot of gigs every year. And she just had so many people coming to her with questions about like, how are you doing this? How come I can't book all these gigs and you can, you know? And so she just decided to launch a four week course around that. Um, and before that, she was just basically a performer. So she kind of moved into the teaching realm and now she's doing, you know, she then eventually launched a vocal course. Um, because she saw how great it was to work with students in that way and how those extra streams of income could really help her out, uh, especially worked out well for her with the pandemic because she lost a lot of performances and she got really scrappy and figured out how to keep some of those and do them online and stuff. But still, if she hadn't have had those other streams, it would have been much harder. Um, another student of mine, she is a violin and fiddle player and she works with students, you know, one-on-one -on -one and in groups in locally. And she launched a, um, like a membership for people to learn how to play the fiddle. And a lot of these people are like people that have just had this on their bucket list forever. They wanted to learn how to play and, you know, they didn't have time or they didn't take lessons when they were young. And, you know, so there's a lot of kind of memberships and courses like that out there for instruments, for sure. I know lots of people that have guitar and vocal courses, memberships. Another friend of ours has a vocal membership, which is a great alternative to private voice lessons. Um, and then there are people that launch things, like she said, that are just totally different from music. Maybe you have a background in um, like uh, therapy and you want to help people deal with like stage fright and stuff like that. And you can launch a program of some kind, whether it's, you know, one-on-one -on -one or group coaching, maybe to help people deal with all the issues that they have around stage fright. Um, there's just so many directions that you can go with this. Another person I interviewed on my podcast She's a music teacher and she created a membership for other music teachers to help them get curriculum because she was so frustrated with trying to get curriculum and her school had no money to give her. And, you know, so a lot of times it's a problem that you've had to solve for yourself. And there's a lot of other people out there that have that problem that yeah. you can solve for them. Right. I had one student who did she's similar to that. She did. Um, she she took she quit her job and she started to teach on out school she started to teach guitar lessons on out school and then she turned around and said now i'm gonna teach people how to start on out school because she made like ten thousand dollars in her first couple months on mm. out school which is like a platform you can teach people and i had another um client or student who whatever i use those words interchangeably but um who is an executive assistant for artists. So basically he says, what are all the business things you don't want to do? Great, I'm going to do them for you. Because he was an artist, he learned how to do it, and he realized he loved being behind the scenes. So Brie just gave so many examples, but I mean, there's like a million different things you could do. It's really about like, what do you love and what's your expertise, you know? Right, and so I'm thinking, I have two questions swirling in my head. One, um, so do you recommend that whatever they're going to do coach, teach, whatever, do it one-on-one -on -one before moving to a group. And then my second part of my question, which it might be kind of tied, I'm also thinking, don't you need a huge list in order to fill 
a group or membership? Mm, that's such a good question. Go um, that's that's <laughs> one reason that we had the quiz because that is one of the components is what size of audience do you have right now? And I do think that if you are very, if you're starting this out and you don't have a big audience, then you definitely would want to start with one-on-one. But the caveat is if you're an artist and you have a pretty decent sized list, you know, I know artists in my world that have lists that are, you know, two, 3000 people. And that could be a very fertile ground for people that want to learn from you in a different way beyond, you know, enjoying your music. Maybe you teach something about songwriting and there's some people in your list that like, they love your music because it's great songwriting and they're also fledgling songwriters. Wouldn't they love to learn from somebody that is one of their, you know, mentors, someone that they look up to in as an artist in songwriting. So I think that it definitely, if you're starting a totally new thing and you have no list at all, um, you definitely would probably want to start on -on one-on-one. But if you are, like I said, an artist and you're pivoting into another area and you have a list or you have a good deal of connections on social media where you could just put it out there on social and there would, it would be even to the point of like, Hey, you know, do you guys, have any friends that would be interested in taking vocal lessons from me? I'm opening up this new group. And if you were well-known enough among those people, they might actually go out and say, you know, to people that they know, oh my gosh, this artist that I really love, listen to their stuff on Spotify. It's awesome. And now they're opening up vocal lessons. You should take it from them. So it just totally depends on where you are with the people that you are in your world right now. Katie, any comments on that? I just totally agree. I mean, I think that like Brie and I come from different perspectives where like I kind of started and somewhat prefer working one-on-one in group. She does a lot of membership work. She doesn't like working one-on-one with people. So it's cool because- It makes it sound like I hate people. No, 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 no. no. Whenever I say that though, I'm like, no, I love people, but I I just enjoy that group dynamic. Yeah, yeah. And- and fairly she values being able to just have everyone in one place at one time and not have to like do that one-on-one like hour sessions with five different clients and that kind of thing but um I still don't have a huge list and I never I definitely didn't when I just got started but I was able to get started and I was able to build up my business and my income right from the get-go because even though I had a somewhat small audience, I knew who I was attracting and I knew who my audience and ideal client was. So I was able to speak right to them. And as you guys were talking, I was reminded that in my very first business coaching program that I did, that I took, I one of the coaches told me, of course, she didn't know anything about the music industry, which is why <laughs> Brie and I are running this program because I know I'm tired of coaches who don't get the music industry trying to tell me about the music industry and what I should do. But this coach basically was like, oh, your niche sounds really small. You might want to depend a lot on referral marketing. And I was like, no, it's no shade to referral marketing because it can be really powerful. But I was like, you do not have any idea how many female like indie musicians there are out there <laughs> like you have no idea because there's a lot of them even one client of mine um she she was a voice teacher uh and a performer 
And recently she's been getting into songwriting and now she's looking for a songwriting coach. I put it on my Instagram, like, who's a songwriting coach? I had a ton of people reach out. So like, you might think nobody needs this. There's not enough people. There's, there's not this or that, but it's not true whatsoever because there's always people in the music industry who are looking to strengthen different parts of their artistry or business skills. And there's always people coming into the music industry who need to learn like, about all of it. <laughs> so the niche is big in my opinion. And there's so and- many nuances of the niche. I mean, I have yeah. someone who I promoted her course in January because I just loved it. It was, it's so niche. It's like how to learn how to use EQ in, you know, mm-hmm. in, in both like recording and live. And I'm like, that is something that baffles so many people. It is very niche, but like my people loved it because a lot of them have been like, stuck. I remember like getting books on EQ and trying to figure it out myself and still being just as confused when I was done reading it. And so, you know, that's the kind of thing that you can help people with something even that seems kind of small like that, but it's like keeping them from creating good recordings. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like this huge, like, you know, year long course or whatever that you're putting Mm -hmm. out. It could be something like that where, okay, in five lessons, I'm going to teach you this, this, and this. Yeah, for sure. Cool. And because you guys are music industry like me, I'm curious, like, it seems to me that other than vocal and performance coaches, coaching in the music industry is fairly new. There's not a lot of us. Do you get that impression or do you find that there's a lot? (laughs) I think it's pretty new. I mean, I think that I I think there's like two buckets of it like there's kind of like (laughs) I'm gonna get in trouble for saying this but like there's kind of like these like older men who are kind of like (laughs) am I wrong though no you're not wrong (laughs) who think they know everything and I've been around since you know record labels were running everything yes totally yeah 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 yeah. I knew I know exactly who you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) and it's it's not even you know I'm not even trying to like call out a specific person. I think it's just a group. Like it's almost like old music industry and new music industry people. And um, I don't say that to be mean or or whatever. I just think that that's the honest truth that like we know the music industry is changing. And I think there is a new wave of coaches coming up who are on the ball and on point with the online music industry. Because yes, we still have gigs. Yes, we still have festivals and tours that's coming back. But the music industry landscape has changed completely and a huge part of it is online. And that means both in the education artists are getting, in the discovery, in social media, like every, in the ways you're making alternate streams of income like this. And so because of that, again, you're seeing that new wave because now it's accessible for coaches to be coaching online. So I know when I started wellness coaching, I was like one of the only people to be doing it that I knew of at least. Um, and now I see, a cu- you know, more people popping up here and there, which is amazing. And that's not, you know, that's not bad. That's great, actually. So I, I do think it's becoming more popular. But I'll also say if you don't do it right. And what I mean by that is if you don't, if you do what I call like ghost launching, if you sort of like drop your offer and leave, no one's gonna know you do it. And the the coaches who are really committed to their coaching and committed to showing up and promoting themselves, they're the ones who are going to grow and actually make that stream of income worth it. 
Yeah. Uh, I think about when I started all of this in 2015, you know, it was like a revelation when I'm like, I'm going to call my podcast, the female entrepreneur musician, because pretty much everyone I talked to did not consider themselves to be entrepreneurs as musicians. And now I think that especially because of 2020 and all the pivoting we had to do, I think musicians really are coming into like into their own as entrepreneurs. And I'm proud to be a part of that wave, I think, of educating musicians. And that's just the first step to be like, okay, now that I really understand that I'm a business owner, how can I expand my streams of income beyond just the, you know, the regular performing stuff and recording of a musician. And there are so many directions you can go. And that's why we're doing this because it really has been kind of the culmination of what I've wanted to do with female entrepreneur musician all these years is eventually be able to, you know, lead them into launching their own programs, which is why I'm so excited about this uh, because I could see it I could see the evolution of people's minds and, and getting comfortable with the idea of being able to do these kind of launches. Yeah. And I think that the more of us there are, it is educating how important it is to be an entrepreneur and also to do the deep inner work. And back to what we're talking about, the other experts, I find like there's a lot of old school music industry people that, they've come from the major labels and and they're going to be a consultant and well, they must be sick. They must know what they're talking about because they launched all these famous artists. And then the, on the other, I always kind of say, yeah, but we, (laughs) we know what it's like to be an independent artist. We know like, even when I was a publicist, it's like, yes, that publicist has worked with all these famous people, they don't know how to break an unknown artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know how to break an unknown artist. And so yeah. with the way I think all three of us coach artists, it's like it's tailoring it to you. There's a lot of advice out there, but what's right for you? And I think that's really great that we all kind of focus on that of like helping you come from unknown to known and how you can build your profile and how you can make money when not a lot of people know who you are. And it's building that from the ground up. And I think not so coincidentally, that same group of people are also the kinds of coaches that really preach hustle culture. Like I, especially when I was a wellness coach, but even still now, I've got a lot of people who come to me and are sort of like, I am so sick of the rat race of feeling like I just have to do like everything known to man. Otherwise, I don't want it enough. I have to be on social media all day. Yeah. 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 And, you know, like if you're not at every networking event, you're not staying out until three in the morning every night talking to everyone, then you don't want it enough. Like you're just a failure. Like you don't care and you're you're doing it to yourself. And I just like so strongly disagree with that because it's damaging and it's not true. And we take that, you know, anti hustle culture mindset and we really put it into this course. Same with like anti sleazy sales which kind of go hand in hand in some ways because I feel like it comes from the same very masculine go 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 energy type of um vibe but 
I don't think it works. And we, you know, in the program, we talk about taking time to research your offer, taking yeah. time to prep your launch. Like you need that because you don't have to be stressed all the time. You don't have to like hustle, hustle, hustle in this negative way all the time to be successful. Yeah, I agree. And, and, but I also kind of go like, you got to do the work. And no, you don't have to be on social media all day, but if you took time to really learn it and set up a system so that it's not so overwhelming, you have to do that early work and then you can make it so that it's not overwhelming and okay, like 20 minutes in the, in the day, do your social media. Um, but I think it's just the way you have to do the, there's no overnight success. There's no, you know, you can hustle, hustle, hustle. But I also kind of find the people that hustle, 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 they expect things overnight without doing the work. Anyways, yeah. there was and no question it, there. I was just ranting. No, totally. <laughs> I, yeah. And it's interesting because I kind of, I fell into this way of doing things um, because of the situation of when I really started pushing in my music career, I had a two-year-old and, you know, I wasn't in the position to do this hustle thing that everyone was telling me you had to do and play till, you know, three in the morning, like that was not going to happen. <laughs> um, and so I built my career around that to show other musicians that they don't have to do that. And I tended to attract older musicians, which is awesome. Um, because I felt like at that point they were being told, oh, your career is over. You know, what's the point? Go ahead and just be a songwriter, you know? And so I'm, I'm really happy that I, I've done that for the industry. But then what's cool is Katie comes along and she's like way younger than me, but she still has the same idea about it because she's approaching it from a mental health, health you know, aspect. Like she doesn't have kids and a family and all that, but she's like, I don't want to do these things for my reasons, like for my mental health. And so, you know, those two perspectives and like, we don't, your music career does not have to look like you thought it did when you were 20. <laughs> and I got over that at some point because it was just more important for me to actually have a music career. And if that meant several different streams of income, as long as I was doing stuff around music, I was super happy. And that's what I've always tried to emulate, you know, for my students is like, would you rather be having a day job or would you, and there's nothing wrong with the day job either, but would you rather then be able to, you know, maybe you teach some and you perform some and, you know, and that's your, that's how you make your living. And so, you know, that's what we're trying to do with these new streams of income is make it so you do have the possibility of making enough money doing solely music if you want to. Yeah. I think like, anything in the arts, it's good to have that multiple streams of income. And if you're end up being successful enough that you don't have to great. If you yeah. become one of those artists that can make a living solely as recording and, and touring. Fantastic. It's just until you get there, we need to kind of have those multiple streams. And also even the ones that are successful when the pandemic hit, mm -hmm. they're like, okay, I can't tour. Now what? So you have to have that, you know, the online presence to be able to pivot and figure something out. Yep. And you started seeing like major, I started seeing a few major artists trying to do that, trying to release courses and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but because they didn't have the education in that, they didn't, I don't really think it, it got traction. Right. Right. That could 
also be a topic is like, what are the mistakes you see in people that are launching courses and coaching and all the things that you're suggesting? Um, what are some do's and don'ts and like what mistakes have you seen and how to do it right so that it's not you put all this effort into a program or course or coaching, you launch it and then crickets. So how do we avoid that? <laughs> yeah, our challenge is all based around these mistakes. And so each yeah. step is based around like one major mistake that we see. So I'll let I'll let Katie go into that. And there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll I'll put, pick the highlight reel. But I think one of the first ones, like sort of in order of sequence of your launch, the first step is creating your offer. So the first mistake that a lot of people come into is number one, not creating the right offer slash not validating it. So that's why our quiz is really great because some people might, uh, you know, say, oh, I have 500 people following me on Instagram and an email list of 500 and I'm going to try to launch a course and I'm going to try to make 5000 or 10000 or $15,000 on the course. But proportionally, they've never taught before, their audience isn't ready, their audience size is not enough to likely convert into like the amount of sales they want for a lower ticket course, right? So it's that kind of thing where you want to make sure that you're being honest about your goals and your business, your audience size, your interests, etc. When you're picking the offer and you also want to make sure you go out and you validate your offer with your audience. So you do market research, you you actually figure out what your audience wants before you put it out into the world because a lot of people will just like kind of like music and I think this is why it happens because musicians just write and they're not going out every time they write a song being like, hey, do you guys want this song? Do you like this song? Is the chorus good? You just write and may, you know, maybe you get feedback from important people, but you just do it behind the scenes and then you prep for the release and you put it out there. But for a program, you can't do that. You can't take the same behind the scenes in the dark studio doing the work and then just pop out and say, here it is, it doesn't work like that, and you need to make sure that your audience actually wants what you have to offer, um, so they buy it. <laughs> yeah, because we're asking a lot more from them than just pressing play on a streaming you know, service. We're asking them to really invest. So we need to make sure it's something that they want. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then I guess how to express that you're the right person for them to teach that yeah. topic. Exactly. And that kind of goes into the next two phases. So the next phase would be warming up your audience. And this is, you know, while you're doing your launch planning, you're warming up your audience. That's how you're going to build that know, like, and trust factor. Biggest mistake there is that people simply don't do it. Um, I always joke, but the last time I did this free challenge, when I first launched out to launch in January, I had a lot of people and I taught this, I taught them warm up your audience but there was a couple stragglers who had maybe I think some of them had taken the challenge while they were already launching or while they were already about to launch and they were just sort of like ah screw it I'm just gonna do it anyway and then I was like you guys you didn't warm up your audience and they didn't they didn't get the results they wanted so it's easy to skip that because you just want to like plow past it and just you know you don't want to spend the time warming up your audience because it doesn't feel important but it is so important right so uh, I will include links to your challenge and your websites and all that in the show notes. Um, I always ask, what is your why? And you've 
I've probably asked both of you that recently, but we'll ask you again. What is your why? Why do you do what you do? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> I, I, because I struggled for so long as a musician that I don't ever want anyone else to have to go through that. And like, I felt in my bones that I should be doing music, but yet I was working, uh, cutting paychecks for other people as an accountant. (laughs) So, you know, I felt it so strongly. I don't want anyone else to ever have to sit in that back room cutting paychecks when they could be out there on the stage. And I was actually working at an opera company. I didn't want to sing opera, but I wanted to be freaking on the stage and I was in the back room cutting checks. So that is why I do what I do because I don't want anyone to be held back to do the thing that they absolutely love and that lights them up. Yeah, and I think mine is similar, but I think everyone deserves support like and community. And I think that as musicians, it's really easy to feel like you're alone, like you're going to be broke forever, like you don't know how to do things. And you deserve community, support, abundance, money, freedom, all of those things. And it, it's available for everyone. You know, there's no there's no cap on how many people get this. So I just want to spread this the word and the support and the tools to everyone that I can so that they can get that too. Yeah, we want to crush the idea of a starving artist. It's like, mm-hmm. no, we all need arts. We, yes. we, <laughs> we need you. So if we could help you succeed, then that's what it, all of our purposes are. Yeah. Well, it's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, I wish you luck on the launch and the course and all that good stuff. Thanks, Diane. Thanks so much. If you enjoyed this or any other episode, I would love it if you could rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. It really helps the show get discovered and bring in more amazing guests like Bree and Katie. There is a new review out of Canada by CJ Jelly Beans Duncan, <laughs> who says Diane Foy is an amazing host. She is incredible. Every time I listen to her podcast, she always interviews the most inspiring artists that help motivate and inspire me in life. I like how Diane talks on our podcast. It's really clear and professional. Thank you. That right there is the reason why I do this. I want to motivate and inspire people to pursue their passions and achieve their goals. For links and a transcript, visit Sing dance act thrive.com slash zero seven one thanks for listening to sing dance act thrive be sure to join the mailing list at dianefoy.com to gain access to exclusive bonus content a weekly newsletter and an invitation to our private facebook group of purpose-driven performing artists and industry influencers 